When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply and access to experts ready to answer your toughest questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. From the UBO Business Services Studios, you're listening to KTXX FM and HD1 BK, KTAE AM Elgin, K270CO Round Rock. Treat yourself to a weekend of golf at Horseshoe Bay Resort's three new renovated golf courses. Play the famed Slick, Apple, and Ramrock golf courses, all designed by legendary Robert Trent Jones Sr. Horseshoe Bay Resort is the ultimate golf and recreational getaway. Enjoy scenic hill country terrain, panoramic vistas of Lake LBJ, and the finest golf in North America right in our backyard at Horseshoe Bay Resort. Play all three on the Robert Trent Jones Unlimited Golf Package. On sale now at hsbresort.com. That's hsbresort.com. This is for the men who never settle. The ones who believe only quitters end a game and a tie. The type of guys who choose the bar with the biggest TVs to overcompensate for theirs at home. This is the Lodge mentality. This is Twin Peaks. Guests on the horn appear courtesy of the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. Vaqueros now delivers and offers curbside pickup. For info on placing your lunch or dinner order, visit vaqueroscafe.com. You damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Friday. What you think, Cowboys fans? Can they get it done for the sixth time? Not that sixth time. Can they get it done for the sixth time in the playoffs against the San Francisco 49ers? We are going to talk about it a lot today. Chad and Zay with you on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings, lifelong Cowboys fan. I've lived through good times. I've lived through bad times. We'll see what Sunday's going to be. Joined, as always, by Isaiah Collier. He's kind of secretly hoping the Cowboys fall on their face, I think. What's up, Zay? What's good, Chad? You are absolutely correct. I want to <laughs> see a good game, though. I want a good game. If you could give me a 38-35 31-28, hell, 35-28. Just give me a good game. But, yeah, I would prefer if the San Francisco 49ers took the dub instead of the mm. so you'd Jerry like- Jones Dallas Cowboys. You'd like to see the Cowboys stumble at the finish line. Yeah. But, by the way, how you doing today? Man, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm, uh, With your Cowboys shirt on. I got the Cowboys shirt, two straight days of, of mojo. Uh, I do still have the Cowboys shirt I was wearing last week. I have not washed it yet. We still have mm. winner's funk. Yeah, that musty is something clinging. Foul. But hey, the way that game <laughs> rolled out, I didn't have to sweat it out much. That means it's a lot cleaner than it would have been. Yeah, true. All I had to sweat out was Maher. No big deal. 
Mm. No big deal. That's some Gary Patterson sweat right there. That's right. So, the way he was kicking on Monday. <laughs> so I'm ready. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It was like no worries on one side and then him on the other side. So I'm ready with some mojo. I'm going to get some anti-San Francisco mojo going uh, later on and uh, try to you know hex Brock Purdy and stuff like that. But uh, it's there's a lot of nerves with that game. And coming up today in the crap bag, I'm going to talk about when your weekend plans and the NFL playoffs collide. Because I've never had a collision like this particular weekend. And just a spoiler alert, I'm going to sound like a terrible human being later this hour at about 1245. But, <laughs> but I always tell you, I'll just be honest about my feelings. Sometimes it does make me look bad. but And it may do that today. But we're going to get into that at 1245. Uh, but it is the ninth time for the Cowboys and the Niners. By the way, yesterday I felt so stupid as I was driving home where I couldn't think of the other time the Niners beat the Cowboys. It was last year. That's the one I couldn't think of. Oh, yeah. I thought that was obvious. Yeah, no, no. It was the catch, the one in 94 where the Cowboys dug the hole and couldn't get out, and then... The snap. Last year. Does this have a name? Do we call it the snap? I don't... The non-snap? Yeah, the... This has to have a name, right? The clock management issue? I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that game to me, I, I, I was a Cowboy fan that didn't come out of that thinking, oh, well, there they go, Cowboys losing it in circus style again. I just thought the Niners were better. I did. I just thought they were better throughout the game. And yeah. that one didn't – I didn't lose much sleep on that. That uh, that one happened on your wedding day. Yep. And, uh, Never forget that. Yeah, at least I had – What a great day. At least I had that positivity <laughs> around me. <laughs> one of the greatest days of my life. Because the game part sucked. And if I'm not mistaken, that's also the day – I can't remember how the schedule rolled out. Did the Steelers play later that night, yes. or did they play earlier? Yes, because your wife was supposed to hit the dance floor, and she did not. Right. And then she, because they lost as well. Yeah. Bad day for both of us. Yeah, it was a tough day. It was a rough day for us as a couple. Um <laughs> But it was a great day for you guys yeah, starting your it. life as a couple. We were glad to be there for you. We were just happy to be around some happiness because the Cowboys and Steelers didn't provide it. Hopefully the Cowboys will provide it. We are uh, uh, right here on Friday getting ready for the game on Sunday. Somebody's asking, what color jerseys are we going to wear this weekend? Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, I'm guessing the Cowboys are going to be in the white. Yeah, it's going to be white. If I'm if I'm the Niners, I would force the Cowboys into whites. I liked the idea of what the Bucks kind of tried to do, but the Niners to me are they the Niners are red at home. Right. So, I don't think Is this a red top gold bottoms game or the OG 90s like mid 90s edition red top white bottoms with the black and white stripes which those are my favorite 49ers jerseys. Oh, oh, that's a good call. If like when Dion was there, they wore those the for whites. majority of the year. Yeah, yeah. That one year Dion was there. I think I might go because if you do that, you're hearkening back to the last time they won it all. But if you go gold, you're hearkening back to the true golden yeah. era of the team. Like they went gold last year in the playoff game. I'm gonna guess gold. Now, me too. The, did they play wear gold when the Rams beat them? Because wasn't that yeah. wasn't that at home? When they lost? That sounds right. I think that's correct. And I need to know that for sure because I'm looking for some looking for some mojo to get going for this so. game. Is that not what it was? San Fran didn't win that division last year, no. Is that not okay, maybe I maybe I'm off on that. Because the Rams they were a fifth seed, but San 
Fran didn't win the division because that means they wouldn't have had to go play the Cowboys. Let me just double check it. You're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were in, in L.A. That's right because the Rams got to do the run. Yeah. They got to do the, the, the run and win at home like the Bucks did. That's yeah. right. Arizona was number one. Wow. Is that right? Yeah, okay. they had that brutal loss Monday night. Big part of the reason why Cliff ain't there no more. Okay, so then I, yeah, that's a, I don't know. I'm not sure. My guess will be gold. I guess they'll go with the gold, the red on gold. Which so, one do you like more? Um, I mean, as a Cowboys fan, I hate it all. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess I, I guess I'll say the whites because I don't remember Joe Montana reaching into my chest and ripping my heart out wearing that. So yeah. let me go with the whites because okay. at least at least the Cowboys had a little success against those white pants. Yeah, yeah, okay, I respect that. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's there's a lot. Of, you talk about my Cowboys fan PTSD. Oh, it's bad. There's a list. <laughs> there's a list of uniforms and helmets that create that. And I don't know if there's one that, that creates more than, uh, than that gold helmet with the big SF on it. These two are big time, uh, you know, it's big time history. And yeah, somebody reminded us the Rams did win in, uh, in LA. Somebody says they refer to it as the stupid effing play game from last year. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It did all go wrong. It did all go wrong. Um, yeah. And, uh, Yes, some uh, our man Chris Bennett says Zay's thinking of the 49ers 94 Super Bowl season. Those jerseys are straight fire. Yeah, me and CB, we got a lot of similarities when it comes to style and stuff. He be sending me fire stuff all the time. Love you, CB. I appreciate you, man. And yeah, those uniforms are fire. That's the uh, the Ricky Waters, Steve Young, that crew. Yeah, yeah monkey I'm, off the back, Steve Young. The monkey Yunk. off the back team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, somebody says, uh, I'll be rolling with the white silicone wedding ring. I'm not sure what that says. Now, for the Cowboys, do we just go classic OG white that we normally wear, or do we go kind of the throwback that they did wear when they lost to that 94 team with, you know, the blue those on the shoulder pads, the on big the shoulder stars. and stuff. Yeah, those are cold. Those are cold. They kind of wore those against Tennessee, but they wore it with the white helmet. Yeah, you can't, obviously you can't go with the white helmet here. But what may- do you mean, obviously? It's too big of a game? Too yes. much distractions? Uh, yeah. See, here you go. Dude, come on. We can't. I mean, look, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of ideas I will entertain, but Cowboys <laughs> Niners and changing either helmet, that's crazy. Come on. We can't. You can't propose that. Why to the- is it such a big deal? Why is it such a big deal? There are 10. You look good. You play good. There are 10 Super Bowl titles between those two teams. Don't go messing. That. Don't go messing with the hats when they play each other. It needs to look like the Cowboys playing the Niners. It'll always look like the Cowboys playing the Niners. Not if the Cowboys are rocking white hats, it won't. <laughs> You'll show me the upshot, and it looks, it'll look like old Tennessee. Hey, is Steve McNair playing in San Francisco? See, just from you saying that right there, you can tell you've never owned a pair of Air Forces in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but you can tell just from you saying that right there, you've never owned a pair of Air Forces in your life, and that's okay. First off, how dare you for taking something so small and trying to think that you know exactly who I am. Secondly, you're absolutely right. And third, how dare you again? Uh, Cowboys and Niners coming up on Sunday. Somebody's just sent us. Oh, they just sent us the logo of the Niners. The big Niners fan, ready to go. Yeah, um, man. 
So if you are a Niners fan, I know you're pumped as well. What, what's crazy, like you said, Chad, which is such a good point, like how legendary and historic both of these teams are. And one thing that plays to the Cowboys' advantage, majority of the time when they go on the road, it's a lot like a home game because there's so many Cowboys fans worldwide. You can't say that in San Fran. It's hard to. They yeah, have it usually a, doesn't feel that way. It doesn't feel yeah. that way in San Fran because they have such a good fan base due to all their winning back in the 80s and 90s, et cetera. Oh, so yeah. it's, that's, that's what makes the rivalry bigger. It's a lot like those teams that you play in the NFC East. It's kind of the same there. You won't, you won't see a lot of the opposing jersey for the Cowboys when you go to Washington, New York, Philadelphia. So – you know, when Cowboys, they go on the road, they, they have a huge advantage in that way. You won't be seeing a lot of that uh, uh, up in the Bay this weekend. Yeah, this is true blue blood on blue blood stuff. In fact, how about this stat? So they've played eight times. This is about to be number nine. And that's tied for the most playoff meetings between two teams. The Cowboys and the Niners are so legendary that each of them is tied in that list with another team. So Cowboys-Niners is at nine. The Niners have one that's gone nine runs, and the Cowboys do too with separate teams. That's how legendary these two are. Cowboys-Rams, I think, is one of those nine, and then it's Niners-Packers, I think, is the other one. So that is how big time these two are. Let us know what you think of that game and anything going on this weekend. Do you like the two one seeds to come out flexing tomorrow, Chiefs and Eagles? And do you like them to roll with those big lines? Nine for the Eagle or nine for the Chiefs, seven and a half for the Eagles. Let us know what you think of Bengals Bills. Might be the best of the weekend. Bills right now, five and a half is the line. And Zay, just to update you, money coming in on San Francisco. It's gone from three and a half to four. Niners by four full points now. No hook at this point. Yeah. Four even. So is Jason Peters, he out for good? Uh, the thought is that Peters is not going to play. I'm trying to double check, you know, kind of updated reports and everything, but I have not seen anything to the contrary. Yeah, I, I think that might be a huge deal in the long run. I mean, when you play against this front, who you really got to worry about, and this Cowboys team overall this year, they've protected Dak well, but you know this is a different defensive team that you're seeing, the best in the league. We've been talking about it all week long. It's a big part of the reason why they're on this 11-game winning streak. So when you have the defensive player of the year, and sorry, Micah Parsons, Nick Bosa's going to get it. I'll be the 18 and a half sacks. He has 48 quarterback hits, Chad. That's 13 more than the second-place guy. I don't know who that is. Dang. Just think about the psyche of that. Plus 13 in quarterback hits, you said? Yes. Ugh. Wow. So That's big time. You know, I don't know if this will be one of those games where the refs have a quick whistle because the Cowboys benefited on Monday night from a roughing the passer call that kept the drive alive, and they ended up scoring, and that was very early on. It might have been the first scoring drive of the game where Dak hit Dalton Schultz on that beautiful pass. So I – We'll see, but I, I think Nick Bosa, I think he's smart enough to know when to lay back and really go after Dak. So don't forget Armstead. Don't forget Charles and Menahue. I think they have the best linebacker duo and Greenlaw and Warner. And then, you know, I don't think we've talked about Hufunga enough. 
He's going to be all over the field he's causing havoc. Yeah, oh, he's, he's so incredible. tough. And they call him Little Polamalu for a reason. He plays a lot like him. Not only does he look like him, they both went to USC, so they got that Polynesian feel, but yeah. they he plays like him too. And you don't know where he's going to be placed on the field. He could come up and make tackles and how good the tight ends are and how necessary Dak needs those guys we saw how good Dalton Schultz was we saw I love that pass down the sideline that Don Schultz had the bobble you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a thing of beauty mm-hmm. like it was kind of like Don Schultz was like wow I can't believe this is so on the money I gotta catch this it's a great catch yeah I you won't have those opportunities against this team like you did on Monday night so Kellen Moore and Big Mike they got to be real precise on how to attack these guys and Dak at the end of the day if he's not on his A game Cowboys have no shot All right I got the Thursday injury stuff pulled up here it says full practice for Trent Williams remember they were resting him they got him back at practice yesterday yeah and great move and on the opposite side Tyron Smith did Go through full practice for the Cowboys. That's good. Um, Trayvon Mullen went through full practice. I don't know that they expected that. Uh, Mukwamu uh, for the Cowboys, hamstring, but he uh, got a full practice. That could be big. Bohanna on the D-line. Curse limited practice. Demarcus Lawrence limited in practice with that foot injury. That's one to maybe keep in mind. But I, I think Lawrence will play. And then Jason Peters didn't practice. So back to your question. He did not practice. Trent Williams did. So that part is not going to be uh, – that's not good news for the Cowboys. But as long as they've got Biotish in the middle and McGovern can help out. And God love Connor McGovern. He's doing so much for this team. He does everything. He may need to kick by the end of this one. But they've got – if they can just – Stay healthy in this game from this point. Yeah. They might be able to survive, you know, without Peters. McGovern's going to have to give them a ton of help out on that. What would that be? Is that the right side of the line, right? Where it has to be, yes. it has to be Tyron Smith and him out there on the right side. And then you got Biotish, you got the kid, the, the rookie Smith on the left side, and obviously you got the stud at left guard. Yeah. And, you know, the best run defense in the league, San Francisco 49ers, you got to be able to run the ball. How good will this offensive line be at pushing this really good 49ers team back and allowing Zeke and allowing Tony Pollard to find no gap, those gaps so they could get into the secondary and make things happen? So when Dak gets to that play action that he loves – it actually works and those guys bite because, yo, I agree with a lot of people on these specs text line. The 49ers, since Brock Purdy has been the starting quarterback, they haven't seen anybody like the Dallas Cowboys. They haven't seen the talent that the Dallas Cowboys provides mm-hmm. on both sides. It's just about, you know, it's really just been about Dak Prescott a lot of this year on where that talent goes. So, you know, if you're CeeDee Lamb, you can still have a big game on those wards, both of them. You can still, you know, if Dak puts it on the money, those guys, Michael Gallup, uh, 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 you know, my man Ty, uh, Ty, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, yeah, those guys, like, they got to have big games because D.K. Metcalf, they got open with Geno last week. So yeah. that was, they should be able to move the ball, but the five days rest or the seven days rest, that's going to be a big deal, and that could hurt the Cowboys in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. I, wa- I looked at a breakdown today of just kind of some key matchups in this game, and Deron Bland was brought up as a huge X factor in this game. Deron Bland possibly being the guy to have to deal with Brandon Ayuk 
for the Niners. If they're trying to match you up and get you in all kind of matchup problems, it's Bland that might be mm. the guy. And Ayuk can hurt you, so he, that may be a huge matchup to watch yeah, in this game. I, I know Julio Jones is a Hall of Famer, but this ain't the same Julio Jones that we saw a few years ago, and he smoked, oh boy, Dayron. <laughs> so that was one of the only good passes that Tom Brady threw on mm-hmm. Monday night. So, yeah, that's a very small matchup that might be, you know, big for the 49ers if they could take advantage of that. But, yeah, we, you know, you got J. Ron Curse, who isn't 100% going up against guys like George Kittle. I don't like that matchup that much. No, Kittle's such a tough matchup for everybody. I don't like that matchup that much. But you were just mentioning Schultz. I do think, um, and I'm going to get my underdog fantasy pick'em game out there, I picked higher on both of the big tight ends for a yard number. Higher on Kittle and higher on Schultz. I think this is a a tight end battle. I think Kittle's going to end up being a little better in the battle, but that's how the Cowboys can get after him, too. Kittle, I mean, excuse me, Schultz, uh, that big play to Ferguson last week right. was nice. They've used Hendershot at times this season. I think those guys could be big for Dallas. Let us know what you think. Specs text line is already fired up. 337-3776. This listener says, Cowboy ribeyes again. Stakes until we lose. <laughs> Well done. Well done. They've got their mojo ready. They've got it ready to go. Let us know if you have any special plans, food or dress-wise or whatever, for this weekend because this one's not just any playoff game. This is the Niners for a shot to end a curse, to end a run of 20, whatever it is, seven years where the Cowboys haven't even made it to the championship game since the last time they walked off the field at the Super Bowl. Can they get rid of that one finally? Can I finally stop following that number after all these years? Cowboys are trying to get that done on Sunday. Remember, 5.30 kick, 4.30 pregame for you here on The Horn. All right, coming up a little later in the show, it is the degenerate himself, Brandon Lang. One of our listeners has already said, take all the underdogs to cover. Would Brandon Lang agree with that? We're going to find out at 105. Then at 205, it's Jeff Ketchum from OrangeBloods.com. Some Longhorn recruiting stuff, junior weekend coming up, all that. Maybe ask him about that receiver from Georgia. And if he ends up at Texas, plus Ketch is a big Cowboys fan like me, we'll do a little bit of reminiscing about Cowboys and Niners. I'm also understanding Ketch has, Ketch has, uh, has requested a certain song. To bring him in, he's getting in that bat song yeah, today. Yo, catch. Yeah. Talk about some flavor. Catch has definitely owned some Air Force Ones in this life. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Catch has owned Air Force Ones. Zay is certain that I've never owned any Air Force uh, shoes in my life, and he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. Uh, so, Which means we got to get you some. Okay. That's all. There we go. We can uh, find some for you that fits your style. Okay, fair enough. I don't know if there is a... Shoe that fits my style. I mean, I'm not saying they get the ones that like Rasheed Wallace wore, those big ass high top ones, but you know, we can find something something. that works for you. Okay, fair enough. Works for me. If not, we've got some seven and a halfs in the back. Yeah, take a look at. Uh, So we got those guys coming up. Up next, though, we got to get into a little bit of hoops. Texas going on the road again in the Big Twelve, needing a big win. Zay's got the right call segment for you coming up, breaking down Texas and West Virginia and what to look for. Stay with us. It's the Horn.
I might need some slow and mellow right now. I'm not going to lie. Can't get too excited before <laughs> Sunday. The version I just heard wasn't this. <laughs> it was a little different. It was, was very different. But uh, I'm feeling it. It's very mellow. Yeah. Okay. So, I do not recognize this. When it fired up, it had like a... Oh, that's why. It, it had like a whiter shade of pale I'm, feel I, to it or something. But I mucked up. Oh, you messed up. I messed up because I'm like, 21 minutes? How'd that happen? Okay, so would you like this to... Is the, this is the album. Oh, of, this is the album this version. This is the album. So the song I was supposed to play is the t- same title of the album. So here we are. Let's just go to 11 minutes and see what we got. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. That's fantastic. Yeah. So now we're 11 minutes now in. Now we're 11 minutes in. We're still just jamming. We're still just jamming. No words. Santana. <laughs> That's my only guess. <laughs> let's go. Let's go four minutes back. All right. Okay, it might be just instrumental the whole time. It may be. Rare Earth. Rare Earth. Get ready album, I guess. Okay. There we go. Yeah, talk about fumble in the bag. Wow, Zay. Rare Earth. Somebody texted in, LOL, don't let Stephen A. Zay put doubt in your mind. I need to quit calling me that. The Cowboys will win. Let's go. Positive energy. (laughs) Stephen A. is the most well-known Cowboy hater now, rocking that hat and everything. Yeah, he's a huge hater. And laughing at the Cowboys because he is, if people don't know, Stephen is a Philly guy. So he grew up as an Eagles fan. Ah. So that's a it's an understandable uh, version of sports hatred there. Cowboys, Niners, lots of discussion about that. Um, we'll be talking about it throughout the day. There's a big moment of history coming for this Super Bowl that hit me last night with these uh, with quarterbacks. We'll get to that. We'll get into the crap bag where the weekend plans and the NFL playoffs have come together in a way that's never happened before in my life, and I'm going to seem like a scumbag. I promise you. I can't wait. I'm just going to try not to be a scumbag at the end of it all, but we'll get to that in the crap so, bag. So before we get to Texas basketball, i got to address them because I was listening to – one of the greatest shows ever, Bucky and Aaron, this morning, mm-hmm. 6 to 10 o'clock, show that I used to produce, and I heard somebody on the Blitz make a great idea and say, you know what sounds, I don't know how they said it, but basically they said, you know what sounds like a good sitcom if Ty, Ty Henderson, mm-hmm. current Bucky and Aaron producer, yeah. BK, Brad Kellner, okay. used to work here yeah. at The Horn, now does great work for ESPN yeah. in Houston, yep. and myself- Zay Collier lived together for like a little sitcom show. Wow. And E. Hogan, knowing me for as long as he does, has the right to say that place would be disgusting. Wow. That hurt. That did that. That, that hurt a little bit. That was tough. Yeah, that was tough. Because you're far from a disgusting person when, exactly. it comes, when it comes to the way you handle things yeah, around you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. It probably, if we were all together living together, we'd be wilding. That that'd be some trouble. To be fair to you and one of those other guys, you did say Brad Kellner. <laughs> I mean, like you could have Martha Stewart, you know Martha Stewart, Rachel Ray, an interior designer. The you could have a person who's actually employed, like as a commercial corporate level you know, janitor of, like, the biggest buildings in the world and Brad Kellner, I still think the place might be messy. Oh, come on. Give BK some more credit than that. I think BK's still going to mess it BK's up BK's almost pushing 30. 
He's grown up. Okay, he's matured. Have you seen saying? BK's hairline lately? <laughs> he has matured. Yes. <laughs> the hairline's re- uh, it's going uh, on him. Yeah, I love BK, one of the greatest sports minds, radio personalities on and off the mic that I've ever met. I the hairline, it might be time for it to do something with that. Okay. Now I don't and I don't know enough about Ty. Is Ty a messy guy? I don't think so. No? Okay. So you think it wouldn't be as slovenly as maybe no. Aaron would think? No. You know. No, just three funny sportsmen having a great time. You got to remember, Aaron's doing what I'm doing right now, just getting older. So sometimes those just stereotypical <laughs> things pop in your head. These kids are messy. Yeah. That's just all that popped in his head. Yeah, he's picturing his kids. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus, you're making a huge assumption you haven't even thought about. Very true. You're assuming Aaron was actually listening. I mean, that is also a <laughs> massive. I mean, come on. All right. I had to eat Hogan. I had to. Oh, man. Wow. All right. It's a difficult thing sometimes. Man, Joe Frazier left in right there. Come on now. <laughs> All right. So uh, we got the, we got the uh, NFL stuff coming up. We'll dig back into that. Uh, right now, though, let's get into another tough Big 12 game for the Longhorns. You may not want to look at those records because you got to go deal with Bob Huggins and West Virginia. Let's get you the right call segment, and then we'll tell you about where you make sure where you know you can see the game and everything. Right call with Isaiah Collier. It is right now Texas and West Virginia's A. Yeah, thank you, Chad. The right call segment is brought to you by Syntex Tickets. Go to SyntexTickets.com for sports tickets, concerts, stand-up, theater. Just had Sam Morell on. You could have got your tickets for his show there. There's a lot of upcoming shows and events. Go check it out at SyntexTickets.com. I know you hear Bucky Gobble on these airways talking about Shelby. Give them to me. Give them to me. Give them to me quick. Yeah, listen to Shelby. SyntexTickets.com. And... Yeah, with all of the great, fun football that we're going to be watching this weekend, your boy's still going to be nervous because Texas Longhorn basketball team going up to Morgantown, even with West Virginia going 1-5 and in the Big 12, they beat a TCU team that had Texas down by 18 points. And that's scary with the way Texas has been playing. It's been so inconsistent. I mean, going back to the Kansas State game, look how many points they put up. Like, okay, let's get some of that offensive power. But then look how many points they gave up and then move on to Oklahoma State. They, you know, 56 points. That's not that much, but they were locking up defensively. So, There hasn't been a balance where you see great offense and great defense. It's either one or the other, and depending on the matchup, that could be bad. So going into West Virginia, they against the Big 12, they got dogs there. You got Eric Stevenson, the guard. He can light it up. He's from that state, so he has a certain pride at playing for Bob Huggins. He's seen Bob Huggins since he was a little kid. I think he's a transfer, though. He could really light it up. He leads the team at 13 points a game. The scary thing about West Virginia, anybody could go off on their squad. So if you lock in on Eric Stevenson, they have five players in double figures. So you got Johnson, who had 20 points against TCU. He's only averaging 10. But, again, if you focus too much on Stevenson or even Trey Mitchell, he could go off, and that could be an issue. So I, I'm not feeling good about tomorrow. I'm, I'm really mm. not. I wish I could say I was. 
like look at the coaching situation. Hall of Famer Bob Huggins, and we got Coach Terry coaching for his life. Right. Like that's that's scary too. And now you know with West Virginia beating TCU the other night, they're playing with a certain confidence that okay, man, they got we got Texas coming in, we could beat these guys too, especially with the way Tyrese Hunter's been playing. That's, and they beat him at their place. Too, they beat right? him at West Virginia. At West Virginia, right? right. Okay. Yeah. So that Tyrese Hunter is really hurting the way the Longhorns are trying to uh, operate. It hurts kind of everybody if he's not playing well, especially if he's going to be given the minutes he's given. And, you know, I've been a Tyrese Hunter critic as of late. I like what he said on Instagram. He went on Instagram and he had the thing on Instagram nowadays, which I'm doing it also, you you make your post, you have like a five or six, seven post, and then you'll post something random, but it's relatable to your life, if that makes sense. So he had... A John Morant, John Morant video of John Morant in the tunnel going down like, okay, everybody want to talk when things want to go bad, but when things go good, they back on your side type of thing. Basically mm-hmm. saying, okay, I know I'm doing bad and everybody, the media is getting after me, but when I come up and when I start playing well, don't be coming knocking on my dough trying to give me some love type of thing. So, okay. he, so it's like a chip on his shoulder. That I feel like he's starting to take in. Like he knows he's not playing well. So he's feeling this. He's starting to feel yeah. it. He's starting to feel the media and stuff. Cause think about just all the oh, you so, know gotta be so hard to stay away from. Man. Yeah, it's, it's tough. But think about just all the hype he had coming in, being the freshman newcomer of the year, freshman player of the year in the Big 12, one of the best transfers. He, and then how he started off and just you know, with Chris Beard and that whole situation, his game has went downhill since Chris Beard has been apart from the team. So mm-hmm. it's not just on him. Marcus Carr had a bad game the other night. Timmy Allen fouled out and didn't get over double figures. You know, the freshmen, they got to play better, but they got to get more opportunities also. You know, there's sometimes I feel like Dylan Mitchell doesn't get enough minutes. There's a lot of times I don't feel like Arterio Morris doesn't get enough minutes. He only had around uh, nine or maybe ten uh, uh, against Iowa State. That's just, I think he deserves more, even though sometimes he'll make mistakes. You just got to live with that because when he does stuff good, he plays good D. Sometimes he makes plays offensively for other guys and himself. He could just bring you something extra. We know Serge Barry Rice, he's going to be solid, but, you know, he, he does a little bit of everything. And when he's guarding the best player on the other end, sometimes that takes away from his offense. You know, so it's just. The bigs, they got to come with it. Brock, Dylan Zasu, Christian Bishop, they got to be good. And remember what Jalen Tyson did when he came to the mood. He felt a certain way, played with a chip on his shoulder like, yo, y'all, I might have left last year, but I don't feel like I was treated the best in the 2022 season. Trey Mitchell's going to have that same chip on his shoulder. And Trey Mitchell's having a good season, which is kind of pissed me off in a way. He has (laughs) swag now. I don't know if Chris Beard was taking his swag away, but he looks like a completely different person. His hair's different, has a different type of fade. He's rocking an arm sleeve, you know. He just mm. looks like uh, he looks like he hit the weight room and maybe gained twenty pounds or so, and averaging thirteen a game. He's gonna come out firing on all cylinders. We know he could shoot it a little bit. He's nice down low, so hey, he's gonna be playing out of his ass. And the rest of those guys, they got a long tough Bob Huggins team. It's a Bob Huggins team. So I don't feel good about tomorrow at all. Uh, If the Horns lose this game, again, it's a must win. 
I, you just can't afford to lose this game because now if they lose this game, I'm thinking bubble team. With what the wow. schedule's like yeah. and what they got coming up, having to go to Waco and having Baylor having to come here. You still got to go out in the field house. Kansas still has to come here. You still have to go to uh, Manhattan. It's just still got to go to Lubbock. Those guys are dogs. Like, you can't lose this game because now you're back to where Oklahoma is and where West Virginia is and Texas Tech is maybe fighting for your lives because no game's given, no game's guaranteed this game isn't either, but with where West Virginia's at, this this is a must win. Texas sitting at four and two in conference, only team at four and two. Everybody else is five hundred or worse below them, and then the three above them. They lost at Iowa State, obviously, and now they still have to go to Kansas State and Kansas. And we've gone what, through some of that schedule. What they, Texas has on their side is the fact that the schedule is so tough. So the committee is going to look at that and be oh, like, sure. "Oh, y'all are playing nothing but tier one games." Nothing but like tier one, tier two games, yeah. which in the net ranking, that's what they look for when you get in. Right now, Texas net ranking, it's good. And they're, uh, you know, beating top tier teams. I think they have around five wins in top tier, top one, uh, uh, tier one games. That's good for now. But losing to West Virginia, like not everybody in the Big 12 is going to make it in the dance. Right. Not everybody is going to get their shoes, their tap shoes and their breakdancing shoes. Not everybody gets invited. Yeah, there was talk of maybe, you know, could there be nine or ten? We've talked about all the tough schedules in the Big 12. I don't know if nine or ten is going to happen. No. It's going to be more like seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah. So can they get in there? Uh, Big game for Texas tomorrow. Remember, it is a 5 o'clock tip. So as you're messing with all those NFL uh, games tomorrow with the two number one seeds, Kansas City, that game kicks at 3.30. The night game with the Eagles is a 7.15 kick. Right in the middle of that, that's Texas at West Virginia. 5 o'clock tomorrow, 4.30 on the pregame right here on the Horn. So make sure you get that on your calendar. All right, coming up Next, and remember, we do the right call for you. Generally, it's going to be 1230, the day of a game, or the day, the show, right before the next Texas game. Zay brings that to you. And again, a shout-out to Sentex Tickets. And uh, our man Sam Morrill did come through town, and I hope that was a great show for those of you that got a chance to get over there and see it. Two big shows at the Paramount last night. Yeah, he's big time. And, yeah, we're just watching this special this week. He's flat-out hilarious. His references to just different sports references is what gets me. He does good we, stuff. Obviously, just yeah. talking to him this week and him doing this podcast with Julian Elliman stuff. He's such a big sports fan, and he uses that in his stand-up, and a lot of people can relate to that. So I think he's found a niche that separates him from a lot of comedians out there, and, yeah, he, he's going to just get bigger and bigger. All right, so we've gone a little bit later than probably planned in this segment, which is good because that means there'll be less time of me sounding like a complete maniac in the crap bag today. Coming up, I'll tell you about my weekend plans and how they run right into the NFL playoffs and why you all will be thinking, oh my God, you're a sick individual. That's coming up on The Horn. Zay's in there pumping his fist. 
I don't even want to think no. about. I don't even want to think about. I was about to say I don't want to think about how old you were when this song came out. I don't think you were when this I, song I wasn't came alive. out. Yeah, you were not breathing yet when this song came out. Twisted sister, and I want to rock. Yeah, we had to bounce back strong after that brutal performance. <laughs> that long rare earth. Yeah, song. that weird. Rare Earth song. Dude, you gotta let it flow over you, man. <laughs> What's wrong? You just take three gummies at the beginning, five in the middle, smoke a little bit when that first guitar comes in, drink a little bit at the end, you're fine. Were you Aggie McConaughey? <laughs> yes, that was it. Now, don't say that. Longhorn fans will get mad at that idea. The Aggie McConaughey, they wouldn't like that. Twisted Sister. I always kind of like this one better than We're Not Gonna Take It. I was an I Wanna Rock guy. I remember. Yeah, when, this is better than that. When this video hit, I love this one. Love this song. So, what's up with the makeup on Twisted Sister? That was uh, that was part of their shtick, man. You had to have. Sometimes you had to, you know, find something to make yourself noticeable. Be that. Be something that set you apart. And for them, it was the makeup. There was a lot of different bands doing. Not a lot, but there were a few different bands doing different kinds of things. New York Dolls had a little bit of that. Kiss took some of it and then went their direction. And with Twisted Sister, it was like, we're just going to be loud and crazy and long hair and extreme makeup and everything. And that's what they were known for. Yeah, drag queens in the 80s. Man, that's incredible. (laughs) It did kind of. That's incredible. It had. There was a couple. And yeah, a couple of them were. Like, they're trendsetters. And they also were, I would assume, back then. Before internet and and all the images going around where everybody would see it, I'll bet there were a couple guys in that band that could easily go to the grocery store, regular clothes. Oh yeah, I'm looking at them like guaranteed. I would have no clue who they were because they put some thick, thick makeup on <laughs> back then, man. Twisted Sister and Rare Earth getting us started today. All right, let me tell you what I've been thinking about all week long that might make me a terrible person, but I'm hoping it doesn't actually make me a terrible person when it comes to the rubber hitting the road. Here we go. Crap bag time. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. So, uh, over the last week, um, there has been a death in the family. On my wife's side of the family, my wife's stepmom died one week ago today. In fact, it was last Friday. So, once that something like that happens, you're going through the obvious steps of the grieving part of it, but then it's, okay, what do we need to do, and what plans need to be made, and all these different things. So, immediately, my father-in-law thinks of my wife... And thinks, okay, in terms of how do we get everybody into town? And he thinks, well, she's got a job working during the week. We'll do it on the weekend. So they lay the idea out for let's have the service on a weekend. And as the week goes on, I start to realize, okay, this is going to be NFL division weekend. And then it hits me. I don't think I've ever had anybody kind of in the inner circle die During football season, like during, especially during the playoffs of football season. I've done summer funerals and I've done late February and I've done April and May and all kinds of stuff. I don't think I've ever done one at this time of year. Last year, about this time, I went through the positive side of the thing with Zay's wedding, 
where Zay knew that he was getting married on Wild Card Weekend. He let everybody know, hey, look, I get it. I understand what's going on. Um, if you guys if you guys don't want to come, let me know, whatever. And I told him, I'm like, dude, if you invite me to your wedding, I'm going to go. And, you know, but he, but Zay was also cool enough to say, hey, look, if you guys want to watch on your phones, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So, And that's also a happy occasion. So I'm realizing I can't be the guy watching an NFL football game on a phone during a funeral. There's no way. I can't be that guy, right? I can't be that monster. Yes, you can. Yes? Not, don't call yourself a monster, I but mean, you could be that guy. You think I could be that guy? Absolutely. Oh. It's work for you. See, I understand that. You're working. It is a work situation, but somehow in my head, I just figured, in my mind, funerals always happen on a weekday in general. So I just figured there'd be a weekday where I wasn't going to be able to do the show. I would let everybody know, hey, I'm going to have to take a day, and we're doing the thing, yeah. and that was it. But now it's going to be on Sunday. So it went from, is it going to be Saturday or Sunday? Now it's going to be on Sunday. Then, of course, the Cowboy game is going to be at 5.30 on Sunday. So it's going to be, there's like visitation, and there's stuff in the morning. Basically, everything's wrapping up about 2 or 2.30 on Sunday, which sounds like it matches up pretty well. It does. Bengals-Bills kicks at 2.00. But then I was told, yeah, but the family's going out for a big meal. Oh, no. The <laughs> you said, oh, no. No, I didn't say, oh, no. I thought, uh-oh, wait a minute. How does that affect things? So then I thought, okay, could I possibly be the guy who pays for this NFL Plus thing for the, you know, so I can actually have it on my phone? I'm like, well, wait a minute. It'll be a meal. People are going to be reminiscing and telling stories and whatever. Do they really want to look down on the other end of the table and see me watching an NFL game? So... In the end, I, I at this moment, I've decided I'm not going to tempt myself by buying that service, and I'm just going to have to go kind of old school. I'll record the games back at home. Once we get done with that meal, we're pretty much headed home after that. So maybe listening on you know Sirius XM and listening on the radio, listening on the radio, and then getting home and catching the end of it. I think that's what we're going to have to do. Yeah, as your co-host and friend... I recommend that kill two birds with one stone and go to dinner at Twin Peaks because the game will be on there and you could watch it. Everybody could still eat and get a good meal. You're a Twin Peaks guy. I am a Twin Peaks guy. So that makes the most sense to me. But, you know, I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. I like the way you're thinking. I don't know if some other folks are going to like the way you're thinking. But yeah, I don't think Lubies has flat screens. No, no, they don't. But you know what? When we hit the Lubies for my wife's friend's funeral, unfortunately we've been to a couple funerals recently, um, they did have. That was Cowboys-Texans. Okay, Lubies. And that game was on. Okay, Lubies. Yeah. So uh, I'm... I'm never going to dog Luby's out, you know, from the food perspective, but now I'm going to add that. They had a screen. Let's go. Yeah, ain't nothing like eating your black-eyed peas and cornbread while watching the game. Dude, I'll hit a little Luby's whitefish and, like you said, the black-eyed peas. Oh, man, their fish is incredible. See if we got some deviled eggs going on. Let's yeah, go. Let's, yeah. get it, let's get it going. So I'm trying not to feel too much like a, a complete monster this week because it, it, the other thing is funny. This, uh, you know, her stepmom, such a sweet lady, um, but she was. She was a big-time Aggie fan. Her dad was in the band back in the day, class of 50, like old-school Aggie and everything. Um, so she always rooted for A&M. But pro-wise, like they'd watch the Texans because they were in Houston. And then the father-in-law was Steelers through and through. So these people are Steelers people or Texans people. I got one guy. That's brutal. One 
My stepbrother-in-law is a Cowboys freak. So he and I are, I guarantee you, he and I are going to be looking at each other like all day. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm thinking about, man, right? We love her. I love her to death. You know, I love her. You love her. We all love her. But come on, man. Come on. That, it's, it's, a, it's a horrible thing in a way to think, but I think deep down she would understand because she knows yes. how important football is to the family. Right. And she also understands that football is also a big part of your job. And we yes. want you to have a job. Yes. To pr- help provide for the family. There you go. And that's what this does. By you watching the game, it helps you provide for the family. So right at the end of the service, am I allowed to stand up and say, gotta go to work? <laughs> <laughs> and then just take off. <laughs> Can I do that? No? Yeah, see y'all later. <laughs> gotta go to work. I was trying to I'll figure, be in the car. I was trying to figure out if we had had like the visitation. Visitation's like 11 to 1 on Sunday. Perfect time, no big deal. But if it had been like right in the middle of one of the games or whatever, like could I have really been the guy in a visitation line or whatever watching the game? They walk, I am so sorry for your last touchdown! <laughs> Fumble! Like I don't think I could have done that. I don't know if I could have been that guy. So I'll report back on Monday how everything goes, but uh, that is what's going on this weekend, and certainly I'll send my thoughts out not only to uh, to my wife's side of the family that's dealing with that. Anybody that's dealing with that kind of thing right now, uh, right here in the middle of football season, is uh, is a little extra heaviness that we don't need during football season. So uh, all, the, all the thoughts and prayers going out to all the families that are dealing with that right now, and uh, certainly our big focus is about uh, laying her to rest and telling all the good stories so rest in peace to pat by the way she spent 98.5 percent of her time the last few years if she could she wore like shorts and an a&m t-shirt and that's what he's burying her in oh that's cute he's just gonna bury her in an a&m t-shirt because that's what she always wore and i'll on one hand, it sounds a little weird and too casual, but I'm all about too casual. And if he tried to put her in a dress, it would freak us out. Yeah, we might not recognize her. <laughs> that's like me. If they try to, it made me realize if somebody buries me in a full suit, I don't think that's going to be the way to go. They're not going to think it's me. You're going to need to bury me in some goofy ass t-shirt. Yeah, because that's pretty much what I wear. Yeah. If I don't get buried in a neck roll, then what are y'all doing? I'm haunting all oh, of you. Oh, dude. Are you kidding? I'm haunting everybody. Not only should you be buried in a neck roll, people should walk by if you if it's open casket and put a neck roll in, like donations yeah. of neck rolls. Yeah, I want everybody that's out there that attends my funeral to be wearing neck rolls. Yes. <laughs> Zay would have wanted this. Oh, that's fantastic. Everybody... <laughs> And halfway through the service, the preacher realizes, is everybody asleep? Well, they're all in neck rolls. Like, they're really comfortable. Zay knew what he was doing. That's Zay's gift to us. Zay's last gift to everyone in the room is a nice nap. Yeah. That was your, that'll be your master plan. Yeah. Oh, my Be God. Be easy, everybody. All right. Yes. Uh, crap bag every day at 1245. It's not that morbid, and it doesn't make me look like that bad a person every single time, but sometimes it does. All right. Coming up, uh, we will get you Brandon Lang. What does he think of the NFL games? We'll hit all four of them and see if he's got any uh, college basketball gifts for us as well. Stay put. This is The Horn.